verse 2 and 3, it says this, as they ministered, that's what we're doing right now, to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then I, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. Now I want to read one more, uh, a couple more scriptures in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 and 18. It says, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did, uh, did not, did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near... For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around, everybody say around, by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you have done. You, 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 you brought us somewhere. We're in the throne room. We're in the throne room of heaven right now. We are, we are in the presence of the Almighty God, and the Bible says that we ought to boldly approach the throne of grace. And, Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that we're boldly coming before you, God, ready to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint me under the Holy Spirit to be flexible in mind and nimble in spirit, God, Lord, to flow with you and to speak your words and not mine your will and not mine your way and not mine. Use me as a vessel. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Before you're seated, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm getting my strength back. Man, what a great Sunday. Starting off the year strong. I'm proud of you. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. If you don't know what to do next, say it for me. Come on. <laughs> if you don't know what to do next, come on, church. If you don't know what to do next, keep coming. Just keep coming. Keep showing up. God's going to move in your life. We began a series, a little mini-series. It was supposed to be one sermon last week to launch our 21-day fast. But as I got to uh, my pages of notes and page 20 and page 20 became page 30 and page 30 became 40 and 40 became 50, I was like, this is a little much for one Sunday. So we expanded it. And you know it's going to be good when you start building a message and it's, gonna, it's that meaty and it has that much to it. And so I want to uh, just recap what we covered last week and then get right into fresh material today. And so what we covered last week is in Acts chapter 13, we talked about how we're called to be ministers unto the Lord first. And that happens through prayer and fasting. And our ministry to God first is because a lot of people have it backwards. It's people first, God second. And so we want to be God first, people second. I'm going to make some people angry sometimes. I'm going to make some people uncomfortable. I may even piss some people off. But as long as I piss the right people off, amen? Because I, I'm not here to adhere to the, the cause of man. I'm here to adhere to the calling of God. And so that's what God has called us to is say, okay, what am I speaking? you got to be true to that. you got to speak what, you, what I tell you to. And so we minister to the Lord. A lot of people ask pastors, how do you prepare? I don't go find and Google good Christian jokes to tell while preaching. I, I go and I minister to God. And I say, I've done that before, the, by the way. I don't do that anymore. But I, I come before the Lord and I say, Lord, help me. I, I want I want to minister to you. And he says, hey, Landon, while we're talking, I'd like to share something with you that I'd like you to tell the people because as great as your ministry is here, it will be as great as it is here. The lack here will be a lack here. You understand? 
And so when I have great ministry here, I'll have great ministry here because it's a, it's a result of my ministry with the Lord. So I have ministry with God. And we're all called to be ministers unto the Lord. Revelations, Jesus came so that we could become ministers unto the Lord. You don't need a title of pastor, elder, deacon, bishop, reverend. You just need to be called into the body of Christ and you are called to ministry. And everything that we do naturally impacts the supernatural. And everything that we do physically impacts us spiritually and vice versa. And so we learned that last week and we talked about the impacts of praying and fasting. Praying and fasting and how that impacts us, how that changes us, what it does for us. And there's five different things. So if you're new here, we do two things. If we're nothing else, we do these two things at this church. We're a reflective church and we're an expressive church. And so we reflect. We take good notes, right? Short pencils better than long memory. Take, write it down. Take good notes. And then number two, we're expressive. We know how to give a good amen. amen. Oh, that was warming up. Okay, we'll get there. But we, we, we're an expressive church. It's okay. When I'm preaching, I'll walk the aisles. I'll go back into overflow. And, and man, I'll, we'll, we'll preach and I, we'll see God move. And, and man, if it just shakes you up, just say, hallelujah, praise Jesus. You know, just let, it, let, let yourself express yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, express yourself. <laughs> you have to be comfortable. If you, can't, if you can't express yourself in church as a believer with the things of God, how are you going to do that out there? So number one, fasting and praying does this. Are you writing your notes? Because I don't want to have to throw a mic. So we want to write, our first thing is it, is it brings our purity. We talked about having a clean house. And then we had you turn to your neighbor and we said, just say, hallelujah for fresh breath. And, and, and we talked about having clean teeth, right? Fresh breath, a clean house, you know. And we all love a clean house. We all love clean things. But how much more should we want a clean spirit? I know that the blood of Jesus has made us righteous and pure, but for the, that's for those who ask Jesus into their life. And your spirit is saved. Hear me. Every, the, some of you who you raise your, every time I do an altar call at the end of every service, you get saved every week. Let me just tell you, you're saved. Amen. Okay? <laughs> Done. And we're going to see new people give their life to Jesus today. But we, we, I'm going to tell you right now, your spirit is saved. Your flesh will, will, will be saved. Your mind Y'all look at me. Your mind needs help. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7, uh, uh, I think it's towards the end, it says, it says, my mind is constantly at war within the members of my body, trying to get me to do what I know not to do. Who will save me from this wretchedness? Thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So you have to rejoice in that he can. The spirit, the Bible says that the spirit is subject to the prophet. So if your spirit is subject to the prophet, how much more is your mind subject to you? You got to get your mind right. Slap your neighbor and say, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your heart right. Fasting and praying does that for us. It cleanses us. It, 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 some of y'all liked hitting too much. I, I hear we, we don't adhere to violence in this church. It's just a, it's just a gentle love tap, you know. But we, we, uh, it cleans us out. We get pure. And then the second thing it does, it aligns our perspective. Everybody say perspective. It, it gets us a healthy perspective because we get a God perspective. We don't have our perspective. Some of us have been, we, we call it living safe, but you're living blind. You, live, you call it, I'm just being careful. God calls it timidity. And he says, I haven't given you the spirit of timidity but of power, love, and sound. You see, when you're blind, you do this. You kind of gingerly 
take your time feeling your way through. If your vision is blurred, you, you slow your pace down. But when you can see clearly, it's easier to get in stride. Amen? It's just all of a sudden you get your perspective. The third thing it does, this is what we're going to lead into today. Put up number three up there for me, guys. It comes with the scripture that I read for you in Exodus chapter 13. And this is the beginning of the Exodus for them out of Egypt and into the promised land. And as they do this, God tells them what he does is he says, hey, this is what we're going to do. I got you out of Egypt. And they're like, great. They know where the promised land is. They're like, let's go. What is the... The quickest way from point A to point B. Yeah, oh, come on. Y'all are helping me preach today. Uh, a straight line. So they were like, all right, great. Let's go. And we're going to go through. He goes, no, 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 no. You're not going to go through the Philistine army. You're going to go all the way around. What? How many of ever God has ever taken you a little longer than you thought he should take? God takes you a little bit longer than you think. God takes a little bit longer to heal that wound. God takes a little bit longer to prepare. God takes a on a long journey for your finances to get in order. God, how many? Come on, somebody said a good amen right there. You're like, yeah, I wish it would just happen overnight, but man, all the money just didn't appear today. <laughs> You know, it takes time. It takes time. And God wants to take you on. Sometimes we have to rejoice in the process because the process will reveal the purpose. And in your fasting and praying, God is going to define your purpose. The reason he's taking you on the long way is because he loves you. Because he says this. He says, look, before we really talk about the enemy, I need to bring him up. They said the Philistines are there. And if you fight them, you're going to lose. And if you lose, people are going to lose heart and they're going to go back to Egypt. You're not ready for it. You're not ready for that battle. You're not ready for that. He says, I need to take you the long way around because I, I need to develop you. There's a, a documentary, and Nate, maybe you can help me. I think it's on the History Channel. This dude is like the man when it comes to knowing scripture and archaeology and all this other stuff. I'm going to brag and make him turn red because this dude knows it. But he, he is... Uh, phenomenal, but like it's, I think it's on the History Channel about Moses, and it, it's not a, a Christian thing. It's talking about how Moses was either the craziest man to ever live and didn't know, have a clue what he was doing, or he was one of the greatest generals ever in all time, ever to set foot on the earth. And we know it wasn't Moses, it was God, because Mo 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 Moses couldn't even get a word out. So we know that he didn't have it. So it was really, it was really God leading them and guiding them. And then this, because let, let's be real, we can lose ourselves easily by ourselves, right? I can get lost good enough on my own. But God wasn't intentionally just making them wander. We think we hear wander in the wilderness and we think, oh, God just has us randomly wander. No, 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 no. God has a process for your purpose so he can develop you so that you're ready for when you enter your promise and your fulfillment, you can handle it. Because if failure won't kill you, success will take you. You have to make sure that you are ready for it. Quit praying for blessings and miracles and say, God, prepare me for the blessing you have for me. Prepare my home. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. Prepare me. Prepare me. Prepare me for, what I, for what's ahead of me. Prepare me for what I need. Prepare my family. Prepare my more money, more problems, right? You pray more money in, you aren't going to find yourself at ease. You're going to find yourself with a lot of issues. So you, you need a God to define your journey. God, define my purpose. Why am I on this? Because anything God loves, anything he values, he protects. Oh, hear me now. That, that's good right there. Someone say, mm, that's good, preacher. You... you 
anything God loves, he protects. You know, when you go to a hotel, you stay in a room and you go into either the closet or like a little cabinet, there'll be a safe in there. And it's for your valuables. And you lock your valuables away till you're ready to use your valuables. So you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you feel like you're in this incubator, like, God, get me out of here. You, come on, when am I going to be ready? When is it going to happen? When is it going to do? God, you told me. God, you showed me. God, I can see what you're trying to do. When is it going to happen, God? And you're like, come on. But you're premature, and you can't be born premature because you'll be unhealthy. You need time to develop. You need a journey. You need a process. You need to allow God to say, I have you at Bridge Church for a reason. Sit still, hold tight, buckle up, enjoy the ride because I'm developing you. And I may be challenging you at the same time. I'm going to challenge some old things that you used to be in you that I need to get out of you. Some of you came in here from other churches and other denominations. We have so many, uh, a diverse tapestry of a wonderful body of Christ in this church. And as we grow, it's only going to be more diverse because we're not to be called to be an all-white church. We're not called to be an all-rich church. We're not called to be an all, oh, I got it together Christian church. We're not called to be that. We're called to be a diverse church. And as we do that, we're all coming from different backgrounds and experiences. And God didn't bring you in here to change our culture. <laughs> God brought you in here so I, he could change your culture. That's really what it can. I, can I preach? Is that all right? I know you're like, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're not here to tell me what to do. Come on. God's speaking to you, and you know it. Shake that pessimism off. Shake that doubt off. Shake that off. Somebody's got it right now in your mind. Somebody's streaming online. In fact, I didn't greet our online people. All, everybody who's streaming online, especially both prisons right now, come on, come put your hands together, both of our prisons. And now Perryville is coming up this quarter in the year. We're going to be ministering in Perryville, Lewis Prison, MRC. And this Friday, this Friday, I went down and ministered to two prisons, and we saw 120 men give their life to Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. But let me get to the other point because I, I got I to be quick. But when, when, he, when you get to this other side of it, he, he says, I'm taking you the long way. Because I have a process. But we're not always in a long journey. Some of us have a fight. Some of you are in a fight right now for your marriage, for your mind, for your health. Some of you are in a fight for freedom from addiction. Some of you are in a fight right now. And you're like, Pastor, I don't need you to teach me how to enjoy the smelling the roses on the journey with Jesus. I need you to tell me how to win when I'm fighting. Because the message within this is if God didn't take you on the journey and God has placed you before the enemy, that means he didn't say, now remove that statement. You can't handle this. You might lose and put the reason I put this here is because I need you to beat this devil right now. I need you to win your battle. I need you to win your victory. I need you to win. Come on, somebody said amen in this place. I need you to win. 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 And you can win because God will never give you anything you can't handle. 
So if there's a battle before you, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And if God be for me, who can be against you? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God put Goliath, I didn't come looking for Goliath. Goliath came looking for me. And I'm here today with my sling and my stone. All I did like little David is come to serve people, serve some cheese, serve some bread, do my, do my job. And if the devil's going to show up, well, by God, the devil's about to meet my God because it's not by my power, not by my strength, but by his spirit, says the Lord. And God is bringing his spirit in you, which brings me to my fourth point is this. It reveals what you possess. It reveals your possessions. And I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about substance. What is in you? Because you don't really know what's in you till you get squeezed. And then when you get squeezed, what comes out? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Deep within you is the wellspring of life. And out of it, out of the heart, comes all the issues of life. So what is in you? Now let me give you this. This is the hopeful side. Some of you are like, you're looking at me like, I don't know what I have. Or maybe I don't think I have anything good. All good gifts come from the Father of heaven above. And he will never call you into an action, into a fight, into a journey without having made a deposit in you. Because if God isn't going to make a withdrawal, it's because God has made a deposit. If God's asking you to be a part of something, it's because God put something in you. And greater is he who is in you. You got gifts. Slap your neighbor and say, you got more than you think. It reveals what you possess, your character, your integrity, your strength. It reveals everything in you. Because when Gideon got tested, God says, go in the strength you already have. And then he says this, because he had already made a deposit in Gideon. Then he says this, what did he say to Moses? Moses, now they're going to go to the Red Sea, right? They don't go that way, so they go where? The Red Sea. We all know the story of the Red Sea. Moses gets up on that little hilltop, and then all the people are singing, and the chariots are coming from the Egyptians, and Moses gets on top of the rock, and they start singing the Prince of Egypt song, and they're like, bam! And he holds up his staff, and the waters part, and all of a sudden the people of Israel go all the way through. Wait a minute. Rewind. Moses did what? He held up his staff. Who gave him that staff? God did. Because God had already made a deposit in Moses. He said, Moses, take the staff I gave you, raise the staff, and the waters will part. Because what is in you will be called from you. God has called you and called you into a place where he reveals during this time of prayer and fasting all of a sudden you're going to say, man I'm stronger than I think. I'm faster than I think. I'm better off than I think. You know what? I, I'm gooder than I think. Yeah. Look at the neighbor you haven't been talking to and say, you're better than you think. The one you've been ignoring you don't like as much. I promised overflow I would get back here. Pastor Bree, how you doing? It's great to see you guys. Love y'all. I believe God is going to reveal what we possess. Not what you've been possessed by, but who possesses your soul. And who has made a deposit in your life from before you were born. I'm going to shake some of your faith right now. I think the devil has had more faith in you than you've had faith in you. 
Why would the devil send an attack? Oh, I can't get into it. I'm going to preach this next Sunday. Next Sunday is, is a message that God has been downloading into me about taking new territory. And I think it's going to be the most powerful message I ever preach. And so you can't miss next week. Uh, if you do, you miss it all. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. But God wants to reveal what you possess. And then, then what is he going to do? The last thing is this, number five. He's going to enhance your power. Oh, somebody say flex. You got to flex on the devil. You got to start saying, you know what? I, I Look, I'm not, I've said it over and over and over again. I am not called to come here to create a loser church, to create people who don't have a spine as believers, who don't know how to stand up for their faith, who don't know how to worship in church. We got too many quiet, dying churches out there. We're not called to be a loser church. We're called to be a church on fire for God that steps out and takes territory and says, I know where my power comes from. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm a flex on 2020. I'm a flex on 2020. This isn't a statement about the flesh. This is a statement about the spirit of God. You either believe that the creator of heaven and earth, the king of kings and lord of lords has deposited his spirit in you or you don't. Because if he is in you, he is going to do exceedingly abundantly beyond you could ask or think or imagine. But you got to start saying, okay, time to start thinking a little bit better about myself and about what I'm called to do. I need some world changers in here. God needs some world changers in here. I believe God brought you here today. I believe that the Lord brought every single one of us here today. And if you're streaming online, God brought you to this moment to reveal his power in your life. There's too many impotent Christians praying dead, flat prayers. Some of you need to walk into a hospital like I've done riddled with question marks and just start praying and I've watched people get up off the bed I've watched people who are in a coma wake up I've watched people get out of wheelchairs in fact this Wednesday night I called an audible and I'm going to preach Tuesday nights are, are filling up with prayer nights I hope you're here on Tuesday night because if you're not you're missing out Tuesday night at 6 Wednesday night it's just like this worship we just get after it. And then I'm going to let the Holy Spirit just turn loose. I've got something stirring inside of me. And it's, it's so much so that I don't want to just save it for another weekend. I want to preach the fresh manna that's in me. And so I want you to be here for that. But God wants to reveal and enhance your power. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Oh, God, you're here. Whew. Oh, come on, church. Don't get quiet on me now. We don't, when we say let's pray, that doesn't mean bow your head and shut your mouth. When we say let's pray, it means close your eyes, focus on Jesus, and begin to speak because a quiet believer is a dying believer. And you will always be fading into the background of the spiritual heavens until you begin to speak. Some of you have unemployed angels because you've refused to speak. You need to employ your angels when you speak and declare the word of God and put them into action. Quit allowing your angels to collect dust. 
It's time to say, God, help me clean my mind, clean my heart. God, help this fasting and praying time. Help me to step out and fast and pray. I've never done this before. God, help me to align my perspective with your perspective. Help me to see my purpose, whether it's on the journey or in the battle. God, Lord, I thank you that you are going to continue, God, Lord, to show us, God, Lord, the power of what we possess within us. And, Lord, I thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, I take authority right now over weak-mindedness, over the timidity, over fear, over doubt, over insecurities, over worry, over stress. If you can't pray for you, I'm going to pray for you. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, Lord, that we are removing the spirit of the enemy right now. He cannot stay. And Lord, I thank you, God, that homes are going to be cleaner and peaceful more, more than ever before. Workplaces are going to change. Our city is going to flip upside down. We're going to see 4,000 people give their life to Jesus this year. And we're going to watch our city go over 20% in Christians. And it's going to happen in 2020. We're here to take territory. And with every head bowed and every eye closed here and online and at both of our prisons, I want anybody who says, you know what? I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... That's when salvation comes. And with nobody looking around, if that's you, here and online, you want to give your life to Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand, raise your hand. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Thank you, thank you for that hand. Keep your hand up, keep your hand up. Nobody's looking around, it's just me, it's just me and you. And the Holy Spirit watching, thank you for those hands. Come on. Thank you for those online. Thank you for those in overflow. Lord, in Jesus' name, now... Everybody who's got their hand raised and their heart open, we're all going to pray this prayer with you. So I want everybody under the sound of my voice to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I receive you now. As my Lord, say it strong, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father, I'm forever yours. And I am saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Come on.